Some people can't even have a Netflix without just sharing passwords. Some people have their own Netflix like adults. And some people, I don't know, I guess have a Netflix show. We're going to jump into uh, a guy who uh, was behind creating a Netflix show that just recently dropped called Historical Roasts uh, with Ryan Pig. So we're going to jump right into that on episode 67 of the podcast. Cue the music. Welcome, everyone, to the Entertainment Buffet Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Brandon Prosek. Uh, Jessica Quaz cannot be here. She is going to be on vacation soon. Uh, so I decided to, oh, you know, just line up a very special guest, someone that, as I mentioned in the open, uh, is a part of a Netflix show that just recently dropped. Uh, and a fellow Columbia grad, please welcome to the podcast, Ryan Pig. Oh, hey, everybody. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'll just put in some audio of a crowd going. Feels wild. like a Tonight Show. Yeah, it's very nice. Uh, thanks for having me, first of all. Uh, yeah, so like Brandon said, I, I live in L.A. now. I used to go to school in Chicago with him and uh, made a lot of friends. Great life. Uh, basically, I always wanted to go to Columbia. So when I was in high school, I was like, I want to go to Columbia, do semester in L.A., and then intern at Conan. And then I got to go to Columbia from some miracle I got in a semester in LA and then somehow I did an internship at Conan and then I was like what am I going to do next so then I've been staying out here and doing stand-up and being ridiculous (laughs) they say the the camera adds 10 pounds but I feel like six years in LA adds 10 years I feel like I'm way older than like a lot of my friends that went to college now like an I feel like an elder yeah all my friends in Chicago are still like partying it up and I'm just like, I'll be home at Friday at like 8 p.m. <laughs> currently, currently in my LA place, uh, just hanging out. There, I'm being attacked by houseflies. I don't know if you can. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, well. Uh, yeah. As Ryan said, uh, we both went to Columbia, and you were a TV major, right? TV. That's right. That's right. And you were too. Uh, well, I actually was a film major, but towards the end, I was taking so many TV classes, I I could have possibly switched, but I would have had to stay an extra semester or so to, like, make it my actual major, uh, so I was like, you know what, I don't want to spend more money, uh, got enough student loans, so I technically have a TV minor, quote-unquote, but yeah, my last year or two was pretty much all TV writing or producing classes, just got much more addicted with those than the film departments. Wow, you were like a hybrid. You were a TV and film. <laughs> yeah, everyone's like, which are you? I'm like, I don't know. I <laughs> like, make up your mind. Yeah, I can't choose sides. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, we. Uh, I know we had some uh, instructors that were the same. Uh, we had Joe Keefe. Joe Keefe. Joe Keefe, uh, honestly, is like the reason I did anything out here. He like hooked me up with, he hooked me up with uh, somebody who was able to get me... Uh, uh, be a, to be an intern on Conan, which was like my dream. So he made that dream come true. And then he hooked me up with a bunch of internships out here. And uh, I would just like message Joe Keefe every once in a while. Like, hey, is there any anything you see on like Facebook that people need out in LA? He's like, yeah, my I have a friend who's doing um, Fifty Shades of Grey the musical and they need interns. Okay, I'll do that. 
Like just, <laughs> I did that. It was great. I just did like random shit, and then it led me to basically like being part of the comedy world and like being able to like create a show. Yeah. So, so Joe Keith, hats off to Joe Keith. Who else do we have as an as a uh, I had. Did you have Michael Fry at all? Yeah, I had Michael Fry. Michael Fry also reached out to me on Instagram recently. He's a really good guy. Yeah, yeah, he's awesome. He's he's one that uh, I always kind of kept in touch with. Yeah, him, uh, Tracy Federoff. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. That's yeah, good. and like David Green. Those were like the main ones I had. Those are good people. Yeah, a lot uh, of those did people. You... I took multiple of their classes. Like once I had one with them and then I saw that yeah. they were an awesome teacher. I'm like, what else do they teach? <laughs> yeah. I think that was probably Joe Keefe and me too. Michael Fry had for the, uh, what was the SNL parody that, or SNL type show that Columbia did. Oh, freak, uh, freak out. Like, freak out. I knew there was a cue in it somewhere. Freak out. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah. They had like a live um, studio audience. Yeah. So you, you said, you, you know, your dream was always to, you know, to work on Conan, uh, uh, was it specifically a Conan always, or were there other late nights that y- you were considering, or what? Else? I just remember, yeah, I just remember, like you know, a lot of people. There's a lot of Letterman people who grew up on Letterman. There's a lot of people who grew up on like, you know, Conan and I, maybe Craig Ferguson. I don't know. There's just like different people like watch certain things when they were like young. They remember their maybe parents watching it or just like friends watching it. And for me, it was like in high school I watched Conan all the time. And then I remember the, uh, it was my first year of college and I remember seeing like everything happen with like the Tonight Show getting, like him having yeah. to leave the Tonight Show. And I was like, oh man, I really, and I knew I wanted to work for him before that, but I was like, I have to work for him now. Like this guy fucking knows how to make a TV show. Can I yeah, that whole controversy I <laughs> with Leno. <laughs> Wow, that took me back. I remember my roommate was a huge fan of Conan, and he couldn't wait for it to come out on TBS. <laughs> it was great because uh, my bosses, when I worked there, were like in the documentary, so I had seen them before I like met them, basically. Oh, that's crazy! Without without realizing it, like I yeah. had to go back and watch it. And I was like, oh yeah, it's them! Wow, <laughs> it was like five years later. Yeah. So okay, that's awesome. You know, you go right out to L.A. You know, you get your your dream internship. You know, on something to do. Uh, now I'm sure a lot of us, you know, film TV people. If you've done stuff like whether it's like a PA or an intern, is that pretty much what you're doing? Like a PA or what kind of intern work were you up to? Yeah, so it was basically PA work. I was a writer's uh, intern on Conan, so I just had to like run around. And it was scripts, like literal, like I, I was, whenever the printer broke, it was up to me to fix it, basically. <laughs> me and some other poor unpaid intern. Yeah, and then they'd keep the general interns all in the kitchen on the second floor. I feel like I'm allowed to tell you this. It's been five years. I'm sure there's diff- something different now. But they would keep these human beings in a kitchen waiting, <laughs> waiting to hear something on the intercom, like, uh, or just hear, like, a phone, get a phone call. It's like, hey, you guys got to come down and be extras or <laughs> that, that was honestly like if you want to be an actor and you wanted to intern for conan you should be a general intern everyone else was like like i think um uh, uh what's her name <laughs> kelly from the office oh mindy, uh, mindy kaling mindy K- why was i blanking on her name she was an intern at conan as a script intern and apparently i think she just kept getting in trouble because she would just not deliver any scripts and this is all rumor she would just show up at conan's like office like talk to his assistant or something just like trying to get like an it is back in new york i guess and then uh i think 
And then Jim Halpert, whose name is Jason. No. John Krasinski. John Krasinski. I'm thinking Jason Sudeikis. <laughs> John, John Krasinski. John Krasinski was also a script intern. I don't. I didn't hear any stories about him, but I was like, you know what? If I intern here. I'll be on the office. Yeah, I was gonna say. Uh, apparently, then, just that's what you do before you get cast. On I the missed office. the cutoff. It, it ended like that year. Yeah. <laughs> well, if they do a reboot, uh, I'm sure you'll, they'll give you a call. Thank <laughs> God. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's. Uh, I had no yeah. idea that they were. I figured that they would have been an intern somewhere, but at Conan, I had yeah. no idea. So. And then I got to freelance in a PA for them afterwards uh, because it was their 20th anniversary. Uh, being on the air, not of the show, I guess. But it, I was, it was great. I, they sent me to a vault that had all the uh, all the actual actual film of their past episodes. So they're like, I need something from like 97. I need something from like 93. I would drive over to a, probably a great place to hide out when there's a zombie attack. It was like this really <laughs> like high-tech looking uh, building that was just all white. There was like a Tesla parked in there. It looked like Batman's cave, but like if Batman was like, like not as rich, I guess. <laughs> and then they had like a like a like a long freezer basically that they kept all the film in. It was pretty. It was pretty crazy. I was like, this is this is how I die. <laughs> right. But so that was that was that was good. But afterwards, I had to just freelance. PA yeah. For a little so, bit. Yeah. So you're the you're the go-to. So if anyone needs their printer fixed, they're gonna also give you a call. Uh, not at Conan. I'm not allowed back at Warner Brothers. <laughs> they don't let me in anymore. That pass worked for a while though. I would go back to Warner Brothers and like hand out resumes. <laughs> like it's like a month after I'm done interning, I'm just like walking through. Yeah, I I can't get in trouble now. Yeah. Right. So is that a so is that a thing like you, you did they tell you up front like x amount of time you were going to intern there you know or uh basically basically they were like when's the soonest you can start and I was like well I'm already living out here uh it was like it was probably like late April is when I started because I was just doing semester lay and we finished in April so it was like perfect they were like yeah, uh, like yeah 2014 2015 2013. Yeah, 2013, I interned. Uh, and I, when I got there, a lot of the interns, <laughs> there's this one guy, uh, people call him Scarf, because he would always wear a scarf. And he's like, hey, man, if you wear a scarf, they'll remember. If you wear something that like makes them remember you, that's how you, you get hired. I'm like, okay, dude. He's like an intern. And then he got hired immediately, like the next day. I was like, what, the <laughs> hell, what kind of magic trick is this? <laughs> Yeah, he he now has his own Netflix show coming out. You know. <laughs> yeah. No, for real though, my co-host he he has, he like wears bow ties all the time, and no one forgets his fucking. Also, he has like a beard, and he looks like a like an evil villain. So I think it's it's. Hard no, for I think you to need forget. to just wear a monocle. <laughs> I, I just look like his like weird stepson that hangs out with him all the time. <laughs> okay, so is that where you met uh, your your partner of the show? Yes, the love of my life. I met him at. Uh, <laughs> I met him at Nerd Melt. So there's a guy who I interned with at Conan who was like, you should uh, intern at this place called Nerd Melt. It's Chris Hardwick's like comedy club, basically, in the back of a comic book store. Because if you intern there for free, you'll, you'll, uh, you can take free improv classes. You don't have to pay for like what you would usually pay, like 300 or 400 for at like UCB or IO at the time. So I was like, yeah, I can, I can do that. So I interned... I started interning there and that's when I met him uh, because he was also interning. He had just started interning there. And on our first 
uh, time we've ever met, like there was already a rivalry because I met the <laughs> I met the uh, one of the guys who was working there at the time was leaving. He's like, hey, I'm uh, I'm Christian. I'm like, hey, I'm Ryan. I'm uh, the new intern. He's like, oh, you're the new intern. I thought this guy was the new intern. And Eddie's like sitting, he's like standing over there just like talking. He's like, what? And he's like, yeah, I thought you were the new intern, dude. I, I'm Team Ryan. And some people were like, oh, I'm Team Eddie. I'm Team Ryan. Like, there was already, <laughs> there was already a war going on. Nice. <laughs> so, when we, so when we first met each other, it was like Lex Luthor and Superman uh, in like the Lex. weirdest, lamest way. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, we would intern together um, for free. And we would be, we'd be there to like, 11 p.m. some nights like and just so we can like watch a whole show sometimes we'll go there even when we weren't working we did go hang out that was a good place because you could try out you could try out like a variety of different shows there and uh so when we came up with the idea eddie was like what show isn't here like what show could you put up if you were to create a show and i don't like i was just interning at the time he had just like started interning at the time uh, like that that night and I was like, oh, I don't know, I'll just humor this guy. I'm like, uh, like a roast show? He's like, yeah, like a, yeah, okay. I was like, but, I was like, but no one would come see, like, just another comedian get roasted, especially, like, comedians that we'd be able to get. So it'd have to be, like, someone famous. And then he's like, he's like, famous people? Like a famous people, like a normal roast, but it's famous people. I was like, uh... I guess they'd have to be dead so they can't sue us. <laughs> <laughs> and then, so my paranoia is what got, what came up with like, oh yeah. And then Eddie, and I thought it was done there and Eddie's like, oh, so like history. And I was like, oh yeah. And then we came up with the idea of like comedians dressing up as these historical figures. So it'd be, and we just, it was felt like, it felt like the producer, have you seen the producers by Mel Brooks? Uh, I have not. Like you, like you wrote a book by Mel Brooks instead of filmed by, um, it's uh, it's basically like one of them, one of the main characters uh, convinces the other guy like we have to do this. So they're like spitting off ideas, and then one of them was like, "Oh, this is too crazy." But like in this case, both of us were like, "This is too crazy. We can't just do it." Let's if if we're still thinking about this, Eddie was like, "If we're still thinking about this tomorrow, then it's a good idea." I'm like, yeah. "Okay, fair enough." So part of me was like, "Ah, he's gonna forget about it," but I didn't forget about it. And then the next day, he, and then the next day he emailed me. He's like, "I didn't forget about it." I was like, "Me neither." And then he's like, uh, "Let's meet at Panera." That's where he came with a book. He had a notebook that had like, probably like, I think it was there was a list of historical figures and then a list of comedians we could get on the show. And so from that we were like, "All right, so this is the first one should be Abraham Lincoln. It should be like John Wilkes Booth will be like the surprise guest." But at the time we're like, "Let's just have our friends as like comedians." come up and like as themselves roast them and then at the end it would be like the special guest so for like albert einstein it was like a bunch of comedians roasting him and then at the very end it was stephen hawking or like yeah and thomas jefferson it was thomas jefferson uh a bunch of comedians and then john adams and then at the very end of course abraham lincoln would roast john wilkes booth and everyone who was there so it'd be not. So the idea was like at the time it was like, oh yeah, and then Abraham Lincoln's gonna roast these comedians <laughs> that he just like all of a sudden was like, and you text, you tweet a lot, <laughs> like oh, how did Abraham Lincoln know about uh, Twitter? But it was it was like uh, it was uh, we pitched the idea to Nerdmelt, which is like the place at the time we were uh, when we were interning there. There were a lot of big comedians like going on stage all the time. Like we had seen Sarah Silverman. Jeff Ross, Hannibal Burris, Robin Williams at one point was there. 
Um, so just, uh, this is still around 2013, uh, 2014? This is 2014. Uh, okay. So I had just started a full-time job, like just a day job. And I was like, okay, I'm going to intern at night so I can do these improv classes. Yeah. At the time, I was like, yeah, improv was going to get me out there. <laughs> yeah. So... Uh, I mean, I know you, you come from like a writing background, uh, cause like you mainly did writing and producing at Columbia with TV, uh, was performing <laughs> always something that you liked doing or you thought about doing? Like, was it always going to be a mixture or? I actually had, I, not a lot of people know this, <laughs> I had an agent before I was 18, I like an acting agent. Oh, Back wait, wait you gotta talk about this <laughs> so my first and this is another thing not many people know this is like an exclusive oh, oh okay I, my first Entertainment job, Buffet exclusive right here from <laughs> my first job as uh an 18 year old it was the week of my birthday i was getting paid to be an extra on the hannah montana movie <laughs> did you make the movie i'm in it <laughs> you're <laughs> you in it see me. oh wow uh, you can't see me well, but I'm in. I look like one of those damn yokels in that little town. I still have not seen it all the way through, but uh, my parents insist on watching it every once in a while and like looking for me, even though I'm on Netflix now. <laughs> they will still go to Hannah Montana. I have a I have a close up in historical roast. They're like you know, here. Are, it's all just you know. That's I mean I think they miss the glory days of when I had emo hair. So I was like an emo southern guy, I think. But, okay, uh, wait. Yeah, so Southern, where, where are you originally from? So I'm from Nashville. So they were filming Hannah Montana in Nashville. Okay, for, gotcha. Uh, the summer before my last year of high school. So wow. I was like, you know what? I need a summer job. <laughs> I'll just be but in just a movie. week. <laughs> yeah. You know, some maybe people $80. work at a movie theater. Some people, you know, maybe... Uh, I got that Disney money, man. Yeah. <laughs> and then I think I was a camp counselor later on that year, too. Because it was like early on in the summer. So like so later in the summer I was like also doing other work. People yeah. were like, "What? Oh, do you like this job?" I'm like, "I used to be an extra in a movie." <laughs> this is beneath me. <laughs> Ira Banks was in it. Have you heard of her? Yeah. Miley Cyrus, she's gonna be big. Yeah. Billy Ray, he's gonna be bigger. <laughs> He'll write something. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I've always wanted to act. I actually acted since I was se- I was taking improv classes as a seven year old. They now, people don't know that either. I don't tell people this ever. <laughs> but I, I, there was like a uh, there was like a theater in our in like a small town that like that was near where we grew up basically. And I would just go there, and uh, once I think a week, maybe twice a month, and I would always just like it would just be me and like a bunch of other elementary school kids, not like that many, just like maybe 10 or 12 and they just teach us improv they'd be like the who's line games they should they teach us short short form improv like uh, <laughs> all right you do the so you guys are gonna start every sentence with the with the next letter in the alphabet like i'm seven years old i just learned how to read <laughs> i was gonna say you just learned the alphabet <laughs> yeah but, we, but they taught us like all that shit so i was like a very energetic kid i guess and that's why my parents took me and then my brother was more energetic and they took him one day and i was like you can't bring him back he did cartwheels during the scene, he wasn't even in the scene. <laughs> I was, was he, I, <laughs> I was working on my character's motivation, and he's doing a cartwheel. <laughs> you can't change the scene with a cartwheel, Matthew. Uh, <laughs> so and okay, then I, so and yeah. then I wrote. So then I like 
like starting at 10 years old, I was writing scripts. Like I wrote a spec script for Boy Meets World at uh, like nine. <laughs> Do you still have this script? <laughs> it's it's not a real script to be honest. It looks uh, it's it looks like a script without there's no, like no action. I don't think it's just like dialogue, and it says like it says like the name who says it obviously. So it's like Feeny, blah blah blah, Eric, blah blah. blah. And it was uh, and also like I was like at that point it was like the last season, so they were in college, but I wasn't allowed to watch that. So in my script, they're like it's like second season Boy Meets World. <laughs> <laughs> it's like ten years ago or whatever. Um, that's something so you should I was, try to dig up and look at. <laughs> <laughs> and then I wrote, so then I wrote like a, a book in this like class and I was like, I'm going to film this. And so I filmed it like, ex- like I made like a script version of it and then I filmed it and then I just I'm like starting at 10 and then I, for like every year I'd film like a new kind of movie, a few, like a few movies, probably a few times like yeah, I probably have like 80 movies on Facebook right now <laughs> back in the day from like uh, 2006 or whatever, 2007, whenever I got it. Of just like, there was one that was like Lord of the Shoes, which is just like a ripoff parody of Lord of the Flies. With, with <laughs> I was going to say, is it puns. Lord of the Flies or Lord of the Rings? <laughs> which I felt like parody? I did, we did like a Breakfast Club twist. So instead of Hobbits, they're like emos. And then, and then uh, Gandalf, it's like Gandork and he was like a nerd. It was just like such such weird shit, and then from that I was like, I gotta go to Columbia because that's where we can film stupid shit for fun. Yeah. And then so I, I guess and... I guess this is one thing, and this may not be as interesting to other people, but uh, I mean, I mainly ask because I'm only from an hour away from Chicago, so like that's how I heard about Columbia. But you're in Nashville, Tennessee. How how do you even hear about Columbia being like the place to go? Well, first I. <laughs> I wanted to be a filmmaker since since I was like a kid. So my parents took me on a UCLA tour. So they came, we, when I was twelve, and I, and they're like, "This place is too expensive. You should you should go to a Christian college." So they were like, "You gotta go to a Christian college." And I was like, "Ah, no, I don't want to." They're like, "You have to. We're worried about you." And <laughs> and so we like toured like probably five Christian colleges my junior year. I want to say maybe sophomore. And then there was like one film school convention, like convention or whatever, uh, in Nashville. So my parents drove me to it, and uh, they're like, "We'll, we'll wa- like stay here with you and watch it just for fun." Like they're like, "There's no way you're going to this. It's, just, it's in Chicago." And then there were like two speakers, and I wish I remember their names because they like fucking changed my life. I was like, "This, I gotta go to school." They're like, "You can film stuff, you can act and stuff," and I'm like, "Oh my god, I want to do both of those things." <laughs> this has everything. <laughs> yeah, essentially. And at that time, I didn't even really know there was a TV major, which was like, like when I found out like the next year, I was like, that's what I'm gonna, that's what I should be doing. Because at first I was like, should I do film? Should I do theater? Like I'm torn. Uh, But I finally convinced my parents to let me go because I was like, I will bring people to Christ. (laughs) <laughs> through i will only make religious films <laughs> i really uh yeah i'll be the kurt cameron of the millennials <laughs> yeah i i'll, I'll make uh i'll make the sopranos of uh the bible <laughs> i will go into sodom and gomorrah for you too <laughs> because you raised me right and that's where i smoked pot <laughs> <laughs> so uh yeah so you're at columbia you know uh I'd have a quick question there before we hop back to when you're coming up with a historical roast. So, uh, you know, obviously you pick on the, the like the TV program. Uh, mm-hmm. You have some great instructors we were kind of going over. Um, was there like a certain 
uh, either project or like script or maybe a film you worked on that you're like, man, I loved, you know, doing that. And that's where there's, there's three big things that I, that I like helped that I like filmed and created, uh, while I was there. The first one was like a little bit of a taste of historical roast before I even had it. It was cause it was a group of three people which operated pretty well. We were like bouncing off each other. Uh, it was like, we were in like this boot camp for like, TV class where like we would take three classes. I forgot what it was called, but it was like for freshmen pretty much. And uh, me and these two other people uh, got into a group and it was like the final project and you're supposed to film like six episodes of a show and like a, like a web series, obviously it has to be like short. And we're like, all right. And you gotta you film it in the studio and outside. Like you gotta use all this. And we're like, uh, let's make it really hard on ourselves and be the only group not to film it in an apartment. Let's have it also not take place anywhere near this time period. Let's do a World War II drama miniseries. <laughs> we, we spent, I think, around 13 hours <laughs> in, a, uh, in this, like, this place far into Illinois. Uh, that was like it, it, the whole everywhere around it looked like the 40s. There was like a, a bridge, there was a field, and there was like a bunch of like old cabins, and there was a train, like just the like caboose of a train. And they're like, "All right, you can film here." And we're like, "Thank you, random stranger farmer person." <laughs> and uh, you can still find it on YouTube. It's called Devil's, Devil's Sovereignty. And the main character. Do you watch wrestling? Oh, for sure. Yeah, huge wrestling fan. Becky Lynn, is that yeah, Becky? Becky Lynch. Becky Lynch, uh, used to be. I feel like I shouldn't say her name, her real name, out loud, even though I bet everyone can just Google that. But whatever. She was the main character. This That's the This was long <laughs> before uh, she started wrestling. She was just, I think, a stunt woman, and so she could like do her own stunts because she was like this badass French woman in our show, in our miniseries. Yeah, and she was like beating people up. That's still on there, and I feel like uh, eventually we'll get an email that's like, take it off, and we'll be like, we used our Columbia emails, sorry, <laughs> yeah. we can't take it off YouTube, but um, yeah, it's still out there, and she's like beating up Nazis and, and shit like long before she was a wrestler. That's hilarious. I Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm uh, a big Becky Lynch fan, and uh, I always heard that she went to Columbia, and uh, I had some friends who knew her kind of uh, with stunt experience, so that's... Uh, Wow, of all the people uh, to do something with her, uh, that's hilarious. I didn't really, uh, I didn't really follow wrestling uh, much, and and then I started hanging out with comedians. And I'm like, oh yeah, I should probably watch wrestling. And then uh, I think before that, one of the creators of the show, who actually knew Rebecca, she uh, she was like, you know, she's a wrestler now. I was like, oh that's cool. I didn't think about it much of the time. And then like my friends were like, yeah, it's Rebecca Lynch. And I'm like, oh, or Becky Lynch. I was like, holy shit, that makes sense. That's crazy. I was like, yeah, I knew she was a badass when we were filming. She was, she was like, also like, she had to wear a dress and it was like freezing. It was like, not even like late winter. And we were filming it all outside. She's a badass. <laughs> beating up Nazis. And then, Be uh, beating up Nazis. <laughs> and then there's two other things I did at Columbia. One was like mock commercials, which is just a bunch of my, like, it was for a class. They're like, you got to get partnered on YouTube. 
And I was like, okay. And they're like, make a series. And I was like, I can't do makeup tutorial, obviously. I can't do like ones where I'm like singing or whatever. I was like, I'll just do ones where I like make fun of commercials. So me and my friends would like meet once a week and make a new mock commercial for the class. And then I got partnered off of that. So I would send those to Frequency TV, which was Columbia's TV station. And uh, it was the summer before my last year. And I applied for a job. And I remember someone told me, they're like, at the time, apparently, when they were discussing to hire me, they're like, why would we hire him? He just sends us shit for free. Wow. And they're like, we don't need to hire him. <laughs> like, kind of just like, eh. And they're like, yeah, you're right, but we're still going to hire him. So <laughs> I don't remember, like, how they figured it out. Like, oh, yeah, we should hire him. But they hired me. And they're like, and I was like, okay, this is my chance to, like, show them, like, what I'm capable of. And they're like, all right, everyone come to the table next week with, like, pitches. So I had, like, two really good pitches. And then we sat down at a table, and, like, people were going around. I was like, ah, oh, these two pitches aren't even that good. And I looked at my, like, backup, backup pitch, and it was just, it just said, like, ass, art school security. And I was like, all right, so I got a 12-episode a web series idea called ass. And they're like, all right, we're listening. And then, <laughs> and then they just, like, greenlit it. Because I go, they're like, how much money would we have to pay? I was like, zero. <laughs> they're like, you got the rights. <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> So, uh, so I filmed that and apparently they were, it was, it's still like, it was playing like even like three years ago, apparently. And I've been gone for six years. <laughs> so they're just like still playing ass. It was just a ridiculous, <laughs> it was just a ridiculous like buddy cop drama comedy or action comedy. Yeah. Um, I remember coming across that cause uh, I've worked on stuff and hit classes with, uh, Daniel. So, yeah. uh, uh, I yeah, think I saw him, yeah, I think I saw him post it, and then I, I was able to kind of jump in and 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 watch that, uh, just because like I'd worked with him whether it was in like writing or directing classes, and uh, he had uh, kind of worked on stuff for me, and uh, he's act, acted in one of my first sketches that I kind of just did on the side at Columbia, and so uh, yeah, for a guy who's such a good. Uh, filmmaker he's also just a hilarious performer too i'm like yeah. we we actually uh he, so he was one of the first he was one of the og camera guys for historical roast and uh and he was just like i was like we gotta get you on the stage man he's like oh, okay okay funny and then uh we we're roasting trump and hillary like right around the 2016 election and i was like uh dude do you want to be ken bone and he's like yeah if you have the sweater and so I got him the sweater and the mustache and he got the glasses and we worked out a bit, like just like a few bits. And then he like, he's like, I got some stuff too. And then we went on stage and he just, he was probably one of the funniest parts of the night. <laughs> he was hilarious. I was like, dude, we got to get you back on that stage. He's, 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 yeah, he's a really good performer. Uh, and because of that, I think he's a good filmmaker because he knows what will be a good performance. I acted in one of a few of his uh, student films and it was just like, he definitely knew what to do to like make it look cool, but also make us like as much a performer as possible, like show off our performance as much as possible. Yeah. And he like, yeah. Felt kind of like Taika Waititi at times. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. yeah. Love Daniel. Yeah. He's been yeah. on the podcast before ages ago. Definitely need to have him on again. Uh, so, you, you know, you mentioned obviously you, you did some scripted stuff uh with, with web shows and whatnot in college and then now you're kind of working on this idea uh with your buddy uh for nerd melt um you always wanted to kind of do some performance uh 
Because, like, obviously Conan and, like, Nerd Melt, they're really, like, for a performance, like, in front of an audience, but also, you know, maybe taped. Um, Did you always want to do something where there's a live audience there? Or were you looking to maybe do something scripted? Or do you like both? I'm definitely more relaxed when it's it's, a single cam and there's no audience. Uh, Even stand-up comedy, like, still kind of freaks me out a little bit in my head. I get in my head a little bit because like, it's nice to like talk to the audience and get them on their side and get them on your side and everything. But like those few seconds before you're even on stage, my stomach just is like always like a sunken feeling. I don't know what it is. uh, But yeah, like live, live uh, performances have like always been what I've done pretty much. Like I've always been doing some form of that ever since, you know, when I was acting at seven, I wasn't in front of a camera. I was doing in front of the, like on a stage in front of people so but it's still like to this day like that was 21 years ago when i started like and i still get kind of freaked out when i see people in the audience um (laughs) but i knew i wanted to i knew i could and wanted to write for something like a sitcom or an snl where it's like multi-cam and you got a live audience there to like get the feedback and also be able to like tweak jokes if you need to based on that because when you're filming like single cam stuff like a web series you don't really know what the audience is like finding that funny and then sometimes you'll you'll hear like oh that was funny that one part i was like oh i didn't think that would get the biggest laugh because you don't have a live audience there yeah um yeah you do you do stand up too right uh yeah i do uh it's one thing that yeah i i started doing at columbia like just here and there uh but i was I was never much of a performer myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like would only act in stuff where I was like, all right, I'll play a character that's pretty much me, but just dumber or goofier. Uh, <laughs> but like, I, I don't, you know, I, I never like people are like, oh, do you act? I'm like, yeah, <laughs> I have my shtick slash thing I do. Uh, and if that works for the thing, but I, I can't put out like a performance. I always kind of preferred writing or directing, but yeah, no stand up. Uh, yeah, I had to ask because, you know, uh, we both have that background of, of filming, you know, comedic things and you kind of send it out into the world and you don't know what the response is unless people tell you, whereas like you do live stuff and it's just boom right there. You get the response. Okay. That worked. Okay. That did not work. It is crickets out there. (laughs) It is nice though. Cause I'm, uh, I'm part of a, a sketch team called the burbs and we've been going almost four years now and we performed like at all sorts of venues and the audience is always like different but after the first couple sketches you can figure out what is their cup of tea uh whether it be like the certain jokes or kind of how you present yourself also i find it like easier to perform in front of a live audience when you're playing a character so that's why i think like our show like when you play a historical figure you you kind of have like you can kind of be sillier. You can kind of be like more relaxed, even because you're like, it's not me saying it. it hit, it's Hitler. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it just it's the safety net of. I'm know, Lenny Bruce. Get... I'm not me. You know? <laughs> yeah, you have an excuse to be Hitler. That's what it is, Ryan. Like, let's... Yeah, <laughs> this is the exclusive. You know. Uh... <laughs> yeah. Um, no, that's. Uh, yeah, I, I can totally see that uh, because you're uh, playing a character. That's often why I say like my stand up. I I tend to do clean stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. But, like, whenever I write plays or sketches, they can be, like, dirty or dark or whatever. And people are like, how come that's never in your stand-up? I'm like, I don't know. I feel like it feels weird me saying it. Like, it doesn't seem believable or it seems off. 
Uh, but then when I write these two characters to say it, like it, they're characters and it could be made up, you know, it doesn't necessarily have to be like my opinion or whatever. Um, it's what the characters are saying. So yeah, I yeah. can see that being a little bit of a safety net, uh, you know, a little more comfortability if you're nervous in front of the audience, like, oh, well, this is just the character, why I'm acting this way. Exactly, yeah. Especially, And it's like, even so, if you're like reading jokes or if you're just or saying jokes, but also if you're like, like if it's all scripted, like it's even better because not only, I don't know, it's pretty much the same, I guess. <laughs> it's, a lot, <laughs> it's very similar, I guess. Uh, yeah, so... Uh, so you, okay, so you guys are coming up with the concept of the show. Um, now you mentioned you were, I, I kind of liked hearing about, you know, you said, uh, what aren't, well, what is a show that's not happening right now? And that's where you kind of started talking about the roast mm-hmm. and then, you know, the historical figures and started building from there. Um, were they looking for weekly shows, monthly shows? Like what, what exactly was, uh, the, the, the goal or, uh, what were other shows happening at that time? Uh, so there were a few shows. There was one called Baby Talk, and they would have a kid as a guest and then also, like, an actual, like, comedian guest. So this one time they had uh, – his last name's Lip Nicky, and he was uh, – and Stuart Little and – Yeah, yeah, I know who you're talking about. I can picture Yeah, him. so they did the uh, – uh, what's the Tom Cruise movie he did? It's like uh, Show Me Jerry the Money. Maguire. Jerry Maguire, they did a, so they redid the scene of Jerry Maguire, but instead of Lip Nicky as the kid, it was an actual kid playing him, do, doing his lines, and then Lip Nicky was playing Tom Cruise's character. Oh, okay. Uh, and they were, they were reading it. It was just, like, so funny and adorable. I'm like, this is hilarious, and also, like, perfect for this venue. Like, I don't know if this could go up, like, there's only so many theaters where this could be seen. Like, a drinking comedy club, I don't know, would be a great place for a a show with a kid as a guest. Yeah, for sure. There was another show called uh, Horrible Movies, and they'd show B-movies, really C-movies, and uh, the audience could roast it. Like, just, just like, call, say whatever they want, like, yell it out. You're supposed to. It's perfect. And they had popcorn, and they gave prizes to the best comebacks, like, the best roast jokes. And uh, the someone who won, I think, multiple times was the, um, was, uh, what's, what's the... I forgot who she was, but she was on Workaholics after she was, like, a big star on, like, All That and other Nickelodeon shows. Lori Beth Denberg. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. She's great. She's really funny. She had, like, a bunch of roast jokes for all these, like, terrible movies, usually with Gary, Gary Busey in the, as the main character. She's like, ah, this guy looks like he's made of clay, like, stuff like that. <laughs> Anyways, so, so just, like, weird shows, like, great, yeah, they great wanted, premises. They yeah, they're they're great. Yeah, they're great uh, alternative kind of comedy shows. And so before that, they were like, we like pitched to them, and they're like, you, you're basic. Like basically, they're like, you're nobodies. Like you don't know anybody. You can't get anyone on the show. It's like gonna draw a crowd. This show like has to be tested out. Basically, they're like we love you guys. We believe in you. Prove us wrong. Like or prove us right. I guess it's like prove us. Show us that what you got. So yeah. we went to the uh, improv school that I was getting free improv classes from, and uh, we were like, knock, knock, we'd like to do this weird-ass show. And they're like, perfect, we don't have any real, like, we don't have stand-up shows yet, we just have, like, improv and sketch and stuff. Why don't you come over and try this out? So we did it on Saturdays, and pretty much of the, f- the f- we did five there, and of those five, like, almost all of them were sold out. Okay. Like, was packed. this five weeks, five Saturdays in a row? 
This was uh, once a month we would gotcha. do them. So we started in November and we stopped in May. And then in May, really before May, they were like, hey, uh, no, 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 March, April. April was the last show. They're like, hey, for next month, you can come over here at Tenor Mel. And we're like, what? It's like, the, it's like being invited to the, away from the kids' table at Thanksgiving. Like, hey, you can sit with the adults now. Yeah. You proved yourself. And we're like, wow. And they're like, we'll, we'll try you out here, basically. They're like, ah, come on, kid. Yeah, like you proved the concept. Yeah. So uh, when you were selling out, like, how big was the, the smaller uh, venue you were at? The smaller venue sat probably 30, and we would pack it with 40-something people. <laughs> There nice. were people standing in the uh, aisles. Yeah, great uh, lovers of comedy. A lot of them friends of mine. Uh, and then Daniel, who I mentioned before, and then Michael Masterson were always yeah. uh, the camera guys. They were they were there filming. And okay. uh, like just every Saturday night, they're like, yep, this is what we'll do. Not every Saturday night, but those Saturday nights, they'd be like, this is what we're going to do tonight for free. Yeah. Because uh, they're just great people. But then they finally were like, you, finally, it was five months. <laughs> you guys can come over to Nerdmel. And uh, we were really like nervous. We're like, we should roast Walt Disney and have Mickey Mouse as the guest. And playing Mickey Mouse was Melissa Villasenor, who's now on SNL. Because <laughs> she, <was, laughs> she was so good as Mickey Mouse. We had, her, we had her back a couple of times, too. She was really funny. Uh, but yeah, it was like, it was a dream to be able to go on the stage of where we were still interning at we were interns while we were hosting a show there uh, awesome. for a while for like at least a year so yeah so when it's first getting going you mentioned before uh, i just want to make sure i heard you right you know you'd have let's say it was walt disney be like the person that's getting roasted and then uh the special guest at the end would be mickey but everyone else would just kind of be just comics playing themselves they wouldn't necessarily be characters as well yet yeah, not yet. We tried it out uh, probably a year in. We were like, let's see if we can dress everyone up. Really, it was for like originally just for budget. We were like, we have a top hat for Lincoln, and hopefully they have ties and vests. Like, yeah, <laughs> we're like we're trusting. It. And then like eventually, like Eddie's like, I'm gonna go broke. Let's do it. And, <laughs> <laughs> and now like everyone's dressed. Even like now we're at the comedy store now and both of us eddie and i dress up we're hosts we, we dress up <laughs> as characters so for ted bundy we were cops and for uh, mother Teresa's, we were nuns and uh, <laughs> we just like now we're dressing up um yeah it's like definitely evolved a lot and a lot of it's due to us realizing like oh we should have like a microphone near the dais so they can you know shout out stuff every once in a while or we should have like uh, we had like sketches sometimes we had musical numbers sometimes and a lot of that went over to the netflix show uh inadvertently really because uh they were like this is you know jeff saw the show and he was like this show is special and let's you know netflix would be a great home for it basically he's like this should be on tv wow um so real quick before we uh keep going there so yeah you you moved over to nerd melt uh, how long were you there before you started moving uh, over to Comedy Store? We were there f one year. We uh, after one year at Nerd Melt, we okay. moved over was that to still Comedy monthly, Store. Monthly shows? It was monthly shows, but when we went over to Comedy Store. We were doing. We started doing fictional roast. So in one month, we roasted. We roasted Macho Man Randy Savage at Nerd Melt, and then we went over to Comedy Store. And roasted uh, all. It was like all the comedians who used who are dead now and used to be like big at the comedy store. So we had like George Carlin, Richard Pryor, Robin Williams, uh, uh, 
wait, Joan Rivers. We had like so many different. Oh, <laughs> and there was um, <coughs> Andy Kaufman was was one of them, and uh, one of the comedians up there on stage was like, ah, "What do you guys care? We're all dead." And you hear Andy Kaufman go, "I'm not." <laughs> As Pat Reagan. Nice. So uh, okay, so yeah, now you you do that, and then, for and then after that we did uh, fictional roast the same month, and we did uh, Harry Potter. So we did three shows in one month, and then the next month we did three shows again. So like we usually only did like one show a month, but when if Comedy Store was like you can come over here, in those cases we do two a month. So we were pretty often, lots of costumes flying around. Yeah. So. So now, yeah, you're building steam, you know, you're moving uh, from Nerd Melt to Comedy Store, kind of doing a little bit of both. Um, so at this time, uh, as uh, like you're still like, you know, uh, working day jobs and then doing this at night, you know, are you still mm-hmm. interning at Nerd Melt or are you just like full on like, oh, I get to have a show here sometimes, you know? Cool. Yeah, it was it was like, uh, so we yeah, we were interning. So I, I was working a day job, interning was on a improv team and then a, and then a sketch team while also hosting two different shows historical and fictional roast uh, who needs and then sleep? All, yeah who needs sleep and then with, <laughs> yeah and then and then with, within our first year of the show existing so like before we went over the comedy store that's when we were like uh, we, we met a producer who was like we should pitch this to TV so within a year we're still interning at Nerdmelt while we're pitching our show as a tv show so that's like 2014 2015 territory that's now, 20 like... that's uh right at the beginning of 2016 i want to say okay. yeah no that's not right 2015 yeah that's right very beginning of 2016 we started pitching Okay, awesome. Yeah, no, I like I like kind of hearing like the timeline, you know. It's a it's a progression from you guys just uh joking around with an idea to, you know, proving the concept to building, you know, to where multiple people want to see it. Uh I met I met a guy at my apartment complex at the time when we just started uh we were probably less than a year in and no, we were exactly a year in cuz he cuz I was like, "Hey man, I I'm starting to pitch that show." uh to tv and he's like oh dude you better be ready it's gonna blow up fast he's like you better be ready when it hits because he was like the the guy was like uh director of a pilot i guess and uh he was like it happens quick man and he also went to columbia too there i i accidentally like live near a bunch of columbia people a bunch of columbia grads uh (laughs) just in the middle van eyes they're like yeah we're all just at this complex you know, there's a Vine Stars over there. We're all from Columbia. Yeah. <laughs> so weird. It was like a like an island of misfit toys that were also graduated from Columbia, basically. Yeah. So I guess you know, and you don't have to go into too much detail, you know, if you don't want to. But I mean, uh, you mentioned that a producer saw maybe saw you guys at Comedy Store. Are you? Mm-hmm. Uh, where are you kind of going? You know, did you pitch to multiple places before you met Jeff Ross, or where was uh, that? What was that kind of? The you know, process... you always hear about that. You want that chance to pitch your idea, to pitch your thing. And some people just have a script idea or a concept idea, but you guys have been doing it now for a year. Yeah. And you can actually show, like, hey, we've sold out X amount of people and, uh, you know, we've done this at multiple places. People keep coming back. Uh, mm-hmm. So I guess, we're, is that something you would kind of use when you were prepping that pitch? We, uh... <laughs> so the very first time he was like uh, the guy was named AJ that was the producer he's like we should start pitching this we need a reel so I was like I'll I'll try to cut something together but he was like 
he was like, this has to be like, it has to be all historical figures. I'm like, okay, then we got to start performing with all historical figures if that's what they want. Um, so yeah, we would have, it was stressful because like, and no one really knew, we weren't telling anyone about it uh, when, when it was happening. Uh, but it did really like snowball because like one year it was like, it was like, ah, oh, we're still looking at stuff and we're still like pitching it around. I think we had signed something with AJ. And then later, uh, I think the I think during the second year, he's like, I, uh, OBB is interested. And they had been doing like Kevin, uh, they've been doing like 30 for 30 on ESPN. They did like, uh, they're doing a Kevin Hart series coming out that was coming out at the time. The one where he gets in a, a bathtub of ice with the, with a, another celebrity, usually a, a sports person. Wow, how cool do I sound? A sports person. <laughs> you know those people with sports and balls and stuff? <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> so they were, so they hey, were, like, this we're, is, we're this is new. It's, it's okay. yeah. <laughs> so the guy who ran is, uh, his name's Michael Ratner, and he was like, this is an interesting idea. I am really, I really want to pitch this around. He saw, So he saw um, its potential as well. And then uh, Jeff Ross had heard about our show, and I, I guess that made him curious about it. And so he went and saw our show and he's like, I'm, I'd like to, you know, be part of this. So we were like, you, we'd love to have you the host. We'd love for you to run this. Like, we'd love for you to like put your own spin on this. And through that, he was like, we should roast the ones we love. And the great thing about doing a live show is uh, it doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to be the same uh, feel every time like his were like it's almost like a like all of them have to come from the heart but as we could we could roast hitler one month and then helen keller the next because because we could just switch up the tone of it basically but for for the show you have to be like very like constructive and that's that was perfect for jeff because he's like i got the perfect thing it's i roast the ones i love i'm gonna roast lincoln i'm gonna roast freddie mercury i'm gonna roast uh, Martin Luther King Jr., Muhammad Ali, and I'm going to roast Anne Frank because all these people were really near and dear to his heart. And I think if you look on the hit, through the history books, or even if you think back on history classes, you're like, yeah, I remember hearing about them, but how much do I remember about them? So like our show like is not only like hilarious, but it's also, which sounds self-centered to me saying it's hilarious. I don't care. I've, I've, <laughs> seen, I've seen some episodes. It's hilarious. <laughs> uh, thank, you, thank you, Brandon. Uh, and then we also throw some, you know, education. It has to have a, a reason. We can't just be roasting them because we want to roast them. It has to teach, teach history a lesson, basically. It has to teach you to, like, or it has to even just spark curiosity in you. You're like, oh, I want to look up if, like, that really happened. Like, oh, my God, Cleopatra really, uh, right after Caesar died, hooked up with Mark Antony, his best friend, like, friend. <laughs> so... Uh, and, uh, uh, you may have said this, but just to make sure. So, uh, was Jeff Ross at, uh, comedy store when he saw you guys or which one? He came to Nerd Melt. Uh, I don't know. I, I saw him perform a few times at Nerd Melt, but I think, yeah, he was usually at the comedy store, but when he first saw us, it was at Nerd Melt. And then he saw us a few more times, uh, before it officially, uh, he, he saw us as much as possible, basically. Uh, all over town. So he saw us as, as uh, he came to see us at like a festival at one point. I think I'm pretty sure he saw us at the comedy store before it got officially picked up. But he was like, he just was like really into the the show and really into the idea and like it just sparked something inside of him. Yeah, so well, he's, that was he's really known, cool to see. He's just known for roasting. 
you know, so he's known I'm for sure. roasting, and uh, I didn't realize he was like, like so many of these historical figures have a have like a spot in his heart. Like he's like, I want to tell the story of you know Muhammad Ali and Anne Frank and Freddie Mercury. Like I want people to know about you know their lives, and I want to like spark some emotion. Each one of our shows has like a little bit of like an emotion to it. Like Cleopatra's is like, fuck yeah, like women can be leaders. Freddie Mercury's is like, don't hide who you are. Like everything has like a message. Um, So, so he really like, you know, he started asking questions immediately after he saw our first show. He's like, so you guys always do this. You guys, are you guys gonna, you know, you guys, uh, is it usually like a theme or is it people who are like related to the historical figure? Like what is your usual thing? And I can just see like the wheel spinning and, uh, yeah. And then I got to see, like, I got to see it in the writer's room happen. Like he just was like, we gotta, I would love to roast this. Like, here's the ideas we have for like who else we could roast if we roasted this person or if this was the theme for like Muhammad Ali, it was like the greatest like ever. So it was like Babe Ruth, greatest baseball, Elvis Presley, greatest, you know, rock, rock and roll. Um, Bruce Lee is like greatest martial artist, like every it was just like a cool theme and then you got like abraham lincoln which also has like an emotional attachment to like mary todd like was always on the pills and hated when abraham lincoln stressed her out and <laughs> john wilkes <laughs> booth is there because he's like i shot you and then harriet tubman's like why didn't you free us sooner like every everything kind of had uh everything kind of came together for like a perfect because i was like six episodes what are we gonna we gotta find some special people to roast yeah six episodes because you know we had been I think we had roasted 50. We had done like 50-something roasts at that point. Okay, it's funny you because I was going to ask, you know, about a year, you know, a little over a year and a half or so you'd been doing this. So, yeah, you've probably done a fair amount of shows. Yeah, at this point it was, uh, let's see. At this point I had been, we had just done our three years when Jeff saw the show. So that's when he officially became attached and everything. And then, uh, so four years is when we were filming it. Okay, so so uh, around 2016, 2017 was when you met him, you would say? Like around that range? Uh, let's see, 20, 20, late 2017 we met him, and late 2018 is when we filmed it. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay, awesome. So yeah, yeah. so it, 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 you got to see the progression and see the... Uh, you know, the definite proof of concept. Uh, yeah, so and he, that and it he was like, already developed before he even saw it you know he and he was able essentially to kind of but yeah he he added a lot to it he was like we need you know musical numbers let's bring in avery pearson who was in, he was the musical director and has he's like a really funny guy who's uh, at the comedy store and at the improv and he has his own like musical shows where he like does songs with comedians and he'll just like come up with a new song like for everyone uh so we had him come up with like freddie mercury song we're like can you just you know Make, a, make your own Freddie Mercury song. No pressure. And uh, <laughs> can you make a song for the Isis, the goddess? And can you make a song for Elvis Presley? Like, yeah, you know, that's it. Like, oh, and also <laughs> be a character. And Yeah, he was, he's, uh, he was really talented. But Jeff knew, like, this is what it needs. And it needs interrupts. It needs people like Frederick Douglass interrupting uh, yeah. during Abraham Lincoln's. You need... Uh, uh, Bobby Kennedy interrupting for Martin Luther King's like yeah just you know you hate God and Anne Frank's <laughs> so 
uh, you know, you, you you have Jeff Ross on board. You're 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 working on ones that are are, are passion, uh, like influential for him. Um, you mentioned that he did he come to you guys like saying like I really think Netflix is the place, or were there other places that you know you can you because you, you guys were pitching, but yeah. like I was curious too, like if 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 it was always like yeah Netflix or what. Uh, we all deep down wanted Netflix. Uh, I'm sure he was also like, you know, it'd be nice to have an Comedy Central. I, I don't really know what he was thinking at the time. I just know, like, whatever the best deal was is what we were going to take, probably, like, to, when it came down to it. Uh, and then it just happened to be the perfect place, too, offering us the perfect deal. So we're like, we have to take this six-episode se- uh, season first-season run. Let's do it. At Netflix and uh, yeah, it was it was great. They were down <laughs> with roasting, like 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 we went and presented. Like the, Jeff went in and was like, "This is who I want to roast, and this is why." And they're like, "Okay, <laughs> go for it." <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. They were they obviously had questions. I'm sure I was. <laughs> I uh, I bet Netflix like is always like, "So you want to roast Dan Frank? Tell us exactly why." So we had to like make sure we had all the reasons of like. We're not just roasting, like, first of all, this is what a roast is. Also, like, it's people we love. Also, this is why, like, this is why we can get away with this. This is why it comes from the heart. Stuff like that. Yeah, it just, uh, <laughs> yeah, I was like, I, I hope this works. And it worked. And we pulled it off. And people seem to seem to love it. And so it came out, I don't want to get ahead of us. I don't know. <laughs> oh, yeah. It came out on Memorial Day. Uh, yeah, yeah, real quick, just uh, another question. You know, so... Um, obviously, you know, when you had been doing your live version of the show, uh, you were hosting slash, uh, I'm sure writing maybe some of the material with the comics and such. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm guessing you were in the writer's room. Uh, like what were all your roles, uh, you know, on the show? I mean, I saw the first episode where you're obviously right in the front as a Confederate soldier. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh so like what else, like, were, were you mainly writer Were did you have any say or uh were you able to help out with producing type stuff or what uh tell jeff us about kept, that yeah jeff kept saying like i really want you guys in the room so i can get kind of like a sense of you know where to steer the show he, he knew like we were going to be a big part of it because we had basically raised this show it was basically like a four-year-old that like we know like what uh what people love about it what was extra like exciting about it and uh, and through that, yeah, we were able to like influence the format. We were able to influence who would be on the roast in a way, uh, as far as far as like who what characters would be like on Freddie Mercury's roast. Like who would be perfect for that? And we knew a lot about history too. Obviously, uh, we still hired like a lot of researchers to come in. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, Eddie and I were able to pitch a lot of. Stupid, crazy jokes. Actually, Bob Saget, I can probably tell you this. Uh, Bob Saget came in to, I can probably tell you this is what I'm saying. <laughs> I'll find <laughs> it by the time this comes out, I hope. Uh, Bob Saget came into the writer's room, and uh, he was like, I really like that Stephen Baldwin joke. And I, like, it took me, everyone was like, not really sure what he's talking about because it didn't make the final cut. But I originally pitched, I guess it ended up in the script that he saw, but they cut it since. And it was, <laughs> it was uh, John Wilkes Booth, you're, uh, lesser famous uh, conservative actor than your brother. You're you're Stephen Baldwin. You're Abraham Lincoln. You got I fucked it up. I'm a, here. I'll start from the beginning. Take two. <laughs> Take two. Anyway, so Bob Saget came into the fucking room. 
uh, I think it was uh, John Wilkes Booth. You're a less or John Wilkes Booth is a less famous actor. No, I don't know how to say it. You know what? I'll just not say it. It was funnier than you'll ever imagine. It was uh, John Wilkes Booth is a conservative actor whose brother is more famous than him. Abraham Lincoln, you got shot by Stephen Baldwin. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I would have loved but, that if that would have got in. That's, uh... that it would have been, been out of place. I love the, uh, <laughs> here's some pennies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so... there, were some great, there were great writers we had on the show. Uh, a lot of them were actually on our live show before. Okay, how many, how many were you in there in the room? Uh, I would, I would say about 13 some days. Some days were like, I want to say more. I'm going to guess more than 13 some days, but usually it was the same group of people. Uh, Yamanika Saunders who played Harriet Tubman actually wrote her own stuff as well as other historical figures throughout the series. Uh, she was, she was great. She was hilarious. I (laughs) I met, I met her there. She, she's so funny. Uh, and she knew exactly what to write. She had great ideas too, in general. And uh, and then a lot of the other comedians, who we, a lot of them we already knew uh, because they were on Roast Battle, but also uh, probably like four, maybe more, maybe more than four, were on our live show. Uh, but so like they had already wrote, they had already like roasted as like Hitler, or they had already roasted as like uh, you know JFK or who wasn't on there. But like they've roasted as these famous people, so they knew like exactly what to write for these famous dead people and uh and then on top of that we had a lot of like legends who had wrote who uh have written with jeff before um on his like comedy central roast and just like you know do gigs with him a lot yeah uh, we had a lot of really funny people who were really up for the challenge of roasting dead people uh, <laughs> so uh would you guys kind of like obviously i'm sure you all pitched ideas kind of like per character per episode kind of thing uh did you eventually kind of like some days like i'll break off like oh uh we're gonna work on the freddie mercury one you're we're gonna work on the abraham lincoln one and so forth yeah is that kind of how it uh, worked there yeah the writers would usually go off they'd have like assignments every once in a while eddie and i would get something but for the most part it was all the writers would go off and come back with like roast jokes that god would have said so like they'd write for somebody uh, about other people. So they'd write for, you know, they'd go off and write for Muhammad Ali. Like, two people would go off for Muhammad Ali. Two others would go off for Bruce Lee. Uh, you know, some people would go write a song with Avery for Elvis. Sure. Uh, so, and, and it was always, like, different. But it had to do also with, like, their, there was a lot of diversity in the room, so it had a lot to do with, like, what, uh, what connection you have with the character that's like would determine a lot of like why they would roast uh, write for them and roast as them um yeah and then uh jaron horton also was played uh frederick Douglass, and he wrote he wrote a lot of other people uh for a lot of other people too uh on the roast he was really funny keith carey uh had played hitler for our uh three-year anniversary on our live show and he got to write a lot of hitler stuff too <laughs> It was a lot of great, and then like, uh, yeah, and it was just like so much fun just also just hearing all those comedians in a room, like seeing them all like work the room, like say the funniest shit, because then we'd all come back, 
and we'd read each other's stuff. And then from that, the comedians would, you know, be like, oh, let's add this and let's touch this up and this is where the song could go. <laughs> nice. So, obviously, you guys are in the writer's room. Uh, what was, like, you know, because I know one thing that, you know, what some of the listeners may not kind of know, I know we kind of learned about in classes and so forth, is, like, you know, like, oh, this person's the producer, executive producer, head writer, whatever it is. What were you and uh, Eddie's, like, kind of roles or, like, titles uh, with the show? Uh, like, you know, creators with Jeff? or what, what uh, we're, We were uh, co-executive producers. Okay. Uh, me and him. So, me, him, and then Sammy, uh, Junio, who helped us from the very beginning with the show. Uh, they were like, Sammy was like a podcast genius. So we're like, we need someone to make this a live podcast. So Sammy was with us from the very beginning, like recording everything, making sure tech went well, whenever we had like a musical number, like light show or whatever, like Sammy was on it. So Sammy was also a, a co-EP. Uh, and then AJ, the producer who like originally pitched us was also a co-EP. So us four were like brought on uh, as the co-executive producers. And then Eddie and I got to just be in the room and uh, do whatever we wanted, basically. Like, we could come <laughs> and go as we please, but for the most part, like, we were there as almost, like, consultants. We were there as, like, that joke would work because the audience loves, would you, or at least from our perspective, like, we would voice, like, this is what we recall from our past of doing these shows, you know. <laughs> but, um yeah, it was. It, it felt like we were. I, I felt like a little kid pretending to be an adult a lot of time because there were so <laughs> many like veterans in that room, like people who had been like working with like Norm Macdonald and like uh, they've worked with you know David Spade and all these like legends. I'm just like, oh, I I just did a show where we roasted dead people and now I did ass. <laughs> I did I did a show called Ass. <laughs> Have you heard of it? <laughs> yeah it was i definitely felt a little bit out of my element but they were everyone was so friendly uh everyone from like you know production uh to the writers to the the actors were super nice uh everyone in like makeup and costumes and and wigs and everything like they were all just like they were so happy to like be on the show a lot of them like uh did stuff for drunk history okay so gotcha. they're, they're like we get to use these costumes again <laughs> <laughs> nice okay yeah. awesome so uh now you know you, you said meant you filmed this kind of end of uh 2018 ish uh did they kind of say like oh we're gonna plan for uh spring you know tw 2019 to release this or uh can you say much about you know kind of the post process uh the the post process so as far as we knew uh editing would be done by may and but they did not tell us when exactly it would be released like no one really a hundred percent like knew when netflix was good because it's not like nbc or anything where they're like this is when it starts in the fall and like sure it's just it's just netflix they're like we'll throw it out when there's you know a movie to go with it or something we didn't really know what their plan was um and so uh i think jeff called us up and was like hey it's gonna come out memorial day and we're like, perfect, people have the three-day weekend. <laughs> so, then of course, they're going to be like, and Game of Thrones will be done, uh, Avengers will be out, people will be ready for something else. Yeah, and, definitely. Uh, yeah, so that's what we found out probably like two months away from Memorial Day. Okay. So, we, so me and Eddie planned, we're like, we're going to, you know, 
Jeff's out doing like the Tonight Show, but Eddie and I were like, "We'll do podcasts, you know, <laughs> we'll do our part, yeah, to spread the word." And uh, and we were, we roast battled each other. Have you heard about roast battle? Uh, I've I've heard about it, but uh, you, you so so I've been mentioning it a few times. It's uh it's this thing it's the show that started. It's a live show that started at the comedy store. I think five years ago now, maybe six, and uh, it was just two comedians would go up, write roast jokes about each other, and just try to like roast the hell out of each other uh, in front of like a bunch of and then like celebrities started showing up. So like now it's a show on Comedy Central, and they've had everyone from like Blake Griffin on. Uh, Anthony Jeselnik and Nikki Glaser were a judge in the last season. Uh, Jimmy Kimmel's been on. Kevin Hart's been on. Just like to watch, just as like judges. And then these like comedians we know have been up on on the stage and just like roast the hell out of each other. So a lot of the writers' room were like people who are on that show. Yeah, they tell you it's it's coming out Memorial Day. Um, you're trying to get the word out there. Um, when uh, was that when you could finally say like, hey? This is happening because I mean I remember personally uh, no. seeing on your Facebook, uh, I can't remember when it was, but when you were able to officially announce that it was going to be a thing with Netflix, uh, like were they did they want you to kind of be secretive of it? I mean I'm sure you uh, at some it was point right, signed like an NDA, you know things like that. It was like <laughs> it was whenever the deadline article came out is when we were allowed to talk about it and i was at work actually when it came out and all my coworkers like spun around because they all look at deadline all the time like what uh when are you gonna tell us about this and i was like i wasn't allowed to sorry <laughs> i think i told maybe my parents and my girlfriend and uh, my brother but that i think that was pretty much like who we told and then like some comedians we knew that would probably like be happy for us but yeah we didn't really tell anyone until like it was announced on deadline, essentially. Like, even when we signed everything with Netflix, we are like, all right, and uh, we still can't tell anyone. Or, like, we still won't tell anyone. I, we probably could have told people. Yeah, I mean, why jinx it? You know, why, yeah. you know, wait until it's, like, a, you know, yeah. coming out and then you could just blow everyone's mind. Yeah, we kept it a secret, though. It was, like, it was also just, like, felt like, because we couldn't even tell people, really, that we were pitching it as a TV show. Like, we, we couldn't at least announce it on, like, Facebook or anything. We were just, like, told maybe a few people we knew that were in the industry, but we didn't really tell like that many people. Like when we even started pitching three years ago now or four, four years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Th- four. Yeah. Four and a half or something like that. Wow. <laughs> so yeah, it, it felt like a whole, it felt like a, something got lifted off my chest. Cause of, <laughs> cause like, I'm not like one of those people who's like comfortable with lying or even having a secret because it feels like lying. So yeah. like, <laughs> I would just people be like, hey, Ryan, how's it going? Nothing! Ah! <laughs> well, you know, it's out there now, and, you know, uh, I haven't seen all of them yet, but uh, from what I've seen, you know, it's uh, it's it's so funny. Uh, I mean, I, when, uh, when I saw advertised that it would be like Abraham Lincoln, the fact that you had, you know, Bob Saget and mm-hmm. uh, John Stamos uh, <laughs> in the yeah. same episode... Uh, like, like you said, all the jokes that are related to historical figures, but then you're having these celebrities come in to play these characters, you know, I'm sure what everyone asks is like, who's the, the person that you maybe got to meet that was like the biggest, like, oh my God, I can't believe I'm meeting this person. Well, I love, I love like pretty much all of them. I was like already big fans of like, even in high school. Um, but Jalil White, I I started watching like Family Matters probably around the same time I watched Boy Meets World when I was like twelve or something like that, maybe ten, and uh, I was like 
I, I, and I loved how he like could play Urkel, but also play like <laughs> like different characters. Uh, and then he, I like being able to being able to see him in person was cool, and then having him be on our show was really cool. But then on a whole nother level, it's just like seeing him bring these historical figures to life was just like the coolest. Because I'm like, oh my god, I like we. I basically hired Jaleel White in a way. <laughs> I'll say it to myself. <laughs> I hired him. Uh, I hired I was like, we got to get Jaleel in here. Uh, but he, he played uh, Nelson Mandela for uh, MLKs. And then he played, and then we, were, we were like, he's so good. We need to have him play Muhammad Ali. <laughs> for the very, it was like, uh, it was the day we, we filmed it. And then like the very next day we called him. Or no, maybe even that day we were like, we need you <laughs> to play uh, someone else if that's okay. And he's like, yeah, it was it. But he 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 came to the writers' room for uh, Nelson Mandela, and he just like fucking was hilarious. He <laughs> and then like before he went on, he's like, I need a cane. And we're like, why does he need a cane? And he fucking like used the cane to get more laughs. It was hilarious. Like yeah, he just it was like a work of art. And then on top of that, also like Seth Green playing David Bowie was just so one unexpected but also amazing because he, <laughs> he loves david bowie and he just got so fucking into playing david bowie he's yeah. a big fan of david bowie um so seth was like down and happy and ecstatic to be playing david bowie so that was like both of those were really cool experiences and of course just like everyone like you know yeah bob sagan john stamos being together uh gilbert godfrey as Hitler and John Lovitz as uh, fucking FDR, Nikki, Gla <laughs> Nikki Glaser as Kurt Cobain. She switched genders for us for the show. That's amazing. <laughs> so uh, I'm sure people have asked you this, you know, uh, w uh, whether it's on a live show or, you know, maybe uh, a next season at Netflix, who's the, the historical figure like you? If, if they said, like, all right, Ryan, you could pick one. And, like, maybe even if you have it, you know, cast them as well, like Dreamcast, or at least just Dream figure that you're like, oh, I would love to do an episode on them. Uh, oh, I would say the Wright Brothers or, <laughs> Helen, or Helen Keller because I love duo comedy. Okay. Because <laughs> we, when we've done Helen Keller, it's been Annie Sullivan with Helen Keller. So it's been, like, a kind of, like, Abbott and Costello thing with them. With our very, our very first uh, Helen Keller roast ever, uh, this comedian named Lindsay Adams was playing Helen Keller, and Ever Maynard was playing Annie Sullivan. And at one point, Annie Sullivan waterboards Helen Keller with a water bottle <laughs> on stage <laughs> during their act. And then, and then right after she's like done with the water bottle, she grabs another one and does this, <laughs> does it again. <laughs> I don't know if you've seen the play Miracle Worker, but that's uh, it's kind of a play on it. <laughs> yeah. But Helen Keller would be a great one, and then Wright Brothers, because it's like, you know, a, like a duo comedy thing. It's just, like, very funny to me. Yeah, definitely. Uh, much like Jeff Ross's uh, Bumpin' Mics on Netflix. <laughs> duo comedy. Yeah, him, him and Dave have, like, a great dynamic. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Bumpin' Mike, check it out on Netflix. <laughs> or, or go see them on, in Vegas. Yeah. Uh, but, of course, do that after you watch all of Historical Roast. All of Historical all of it. You gotta watch all of it first. <laughs> so you know it's it's out, and you know you, you've been getting uh, 
good uh, good praise from people. Uh, yeah. I mean, were there certain people that uh, you know they particularly liked uh, a certain uh, aspect of the show that maybe um, you you were surprised, or maybe certain people that reached out to you that you're like, oh my god, you watched it, or you know. Uh, I'm sure that has to be a thing because it's it's on a national platform, you know, for so many people to to see it. Well, the response has been great. Uh, although I was really interested in what my parents would say because they are the most conservative, like uh, something out of like the Brady Bunch kind of like couple. <laughs> They're like very like my de- like they didn't drink until like last year. They haven't had it. Like, <laughs> Like seriously, they they I saw them drinking for the first time in my entire life, and I was like, "This is crazy!" Like my mom was drinking wine, my dad was drinking like a Corona, and I was like, "This is the lightest you can drink." But oh my god, is it? It feels like they're doing meth in front of me compared to like <laughs> how they've presented themselves their whole life. So I was interested in what they would think of the show. Uh, they so for, they came out here for the premiere. They flew all the way from Tennessee uh, to LA, and they they were sitting in the front row and I was they had me and Eddie and everyone and Sammy and everyone like with the Netflix producers and like all these celebs behind us, like Blake Griffin was behind us. It was like, this is weird. And we were <laughs> in this, in this movie theater for the premiere and my parents were up front. So I'm like, perfect. I can see the reaction. And they showed the Abraham Lincoln one, which is like, well, there's a lot of cursing in here and there's, they talk about drugs and sex and stuff. Oh boy. And then Freddie Mercury is the next one they show. And my parents were like, what is rim job? Like, (laughs) (laughs) they were, it was so great just watching them because they're, I won't say too much about their politics. They don't like Trump, but they like someone else who I'm about to talk about in a second. There was a joke about how you can make Mike Pence pussy pop on a handstand. I think uh, Seth Green says it as David Bowie. And I look over to my parents to see what they'd be like doing. I feel like they just like blacked out or something. I don't know how they could have reacted. It's like, I feel like it's like a robot. Like, I can't compute. I can't compute. Like, <laughs> But I was like, what'd you guys, afterwards, I was like, what'd you guys think? Because that's the first time they had ever seen any of them besides Muhammad Ali. They flew out to see that one live. But the but Abraham Lincoln and Freddie Mercury, they hadn't seen those live. And uh, so they saw that at the premiere and they were like, wow, that's, I mean, it's funny. It's very entertaining. Uh, <laughs> then I, my friend uh, Instagrams me a message. He's like, so your mom told my mom that it's not for kids uh, and it's not for adults. <laughs> <laughs> but they just love it. They watched all of them. Uh, they, I, I, I feel like they have like a sensor in their head whenever something like shocking happens, like a little risque. But the best review I heard from them is they loved how we presented God, how Fred Willard played God in Anne Frank's Roast. And they loved his uh, his performance as him, and they loved they loved how that we presented God in that. And I was like, okay, <laughs> you know, that's the Jewish God, though. We we use the Jewish God for this. <laughs> Very different from yours, guys. No, uh, <laughs> yeah, they they uh, yeah. It was, so that was like really cool to see. Like my parents weren't offended by something that like random strangers might be getting offended by. I was like, that's a first. Because I feel like my parents would get offended by, like, any anytime we're, like, in a movie and they say the F word, my parents are like, oh, let me like, There's a blowjob scene in this movie. Like, <laughs> Gotta get out of here. Yeah. Yeah, they, like, never listened to, anytime we listened to a comedian on the radio that had, like, that dropped, like, like, even, like, uh, the B word. Like, they'd be like, bitch. And my parents would be like, nope. 
nope, not listen to this. And now yeah. they're like, oh, we love your show. I'm like, oh, that's such a 180, but thank you. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and then there's also like a lot of, uh, like Bob Newhart tweeted out, you got to watch this show. Mindy Rickles plays Don Rickles in uh, Anne Frank's Roast. And I was like, Bob, Bob Newhart tweeted about my show. <laughs> Very surreal. Like, uh, this is the Matrix. This isn't real. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I feel like that's one thing uh, a lot of people in creative fields, especially comedy, deal with with their folks, uh, e e whether it's like if they're conservative or maybe don't have the same sense of humor. Um, you know, some people are supportive, some people aren't. You know, yeah. uh, sounds like even though that it's not their particular brand of comedy that they're obviously supportive, you know, let right. you go to Columbia, you know, because you're going to spread the word of Christ, you know. <laughs> right. um, I did just that. Because <laughs> I put God on Netflix. You you put God on Netflix. I mean, hey, I'm the one. What what could more that they want? You know, what what more? <laughs> and I hired Jalil White <laughs> myself with my money. No, that's that on uh, your resume. It's no. not. This is all sarcasm <laughs> for the people at home. Well, yeah, yeah. Every once in a while, I'll, I'll look on Twitter. And I'm like, oh, great, great. Like people are asking for season two. Like that's that's great news. Hopefully, something comes of that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. Well, we'll never know. Uh, yeah, that's. I mean, so I guess that's the that, that's the next thing. Then you, you know, obviously you're uh, you're gonna be waiting to hear. You know, fingers crossed on on a season two. Uh, uh, you're still doing the the live show currently. We're still doing live show. We just roasted Mother Teresa. Uh, like actually two days after our show dropped on on Netflix, we we roasted Mother Teresa at the Comedy Store. Oh yeah, we're roasting Pixar uh, for fictional roast at dynasty typewriter i think we're roasting pixar yeah we're roasting pixar you never know it changes randomly they're like yeah actually we're roasting stranger things actually we're roasting mickey mouse so uh we're doing fictional roasted dynasty typewriter for sure june 9th or july 9th at uh some fucking time <laughs> and then uh <laughs> and then we got uh and then i'm also on the burbs the sketch comedy team We've done crazy shows like that take place all in space, take place in the West. We predicted Trump being president somehow. We're like, what if this was like uh, this is like the in May before like the like during the primaries. Like we still didn't. It was still like between him and like Ted Cruz and like Kasich or whatever and two other people maybe. And then Bernie was still a possibility, I think. And uh, <laughs> and. We were just like, what if there was a world where like Trump became president? Let's just write a sketch about what that world would be like if that happens. And uh, and then it happened. And then I, we actually I wrote a sketch where it was like on election day, and everyone kept, came up to me like we performed it before, like obviously, and then we performed it after it happened, uh, like verbatim. And everyone came up to me like that was exactly how it happened. That was, that was the election party I was at, people were like, yeah, I voted for Elizabeth Warren, and uh, CNN's a liar, and. Uh, <laughs> no way that uh, Trump's gonna win, though. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, yeah, those that's what I'm doing. Fictional roast, historical roast, the cool. Burbs comedy. You can look uh, look all those up everywhere. Thanks for listening. To me blow smoke up my ass for. <laughs> Not at all. Uh, yeah. I mean, so obviously you got tons of live shows going on. Is there, you know, any other, uh, you know, you maybe don't have to go into it. Like, are you wanting to work on some more, like maybe show concepts, uh, whether it's live shows or scripted shows? You know, I mean, you're you're working on other side projects, film wise, TV wise. Yeah, definitely scripted. There's a few ideas I have uh, that I'm probably gonna start producing. 
Uh, this summer, I'll say. I won't give myself a solid date, but yeah, this summer I'm probably going to do at least these two projects that I've been wanting to work on for a while, and now I'm like, okay, everything's starting to calm down. Let's uh, let's try to revamp these things. Everything's calming down, you know, being on Netflix and everything. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's all. <laughs> yeah, that's all. Uh, well, yeah, that's awesome, you know, uh, and and I hope to hear, you know, someday uh, how, how those are going, you know, maybe another random Facebook I'll post, I'll scroll through and be like, oh, now he's doing something with Hulu. No. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, man. Thanks for having me on this podcast. Uh, best of luck to you and your podcast as well. Yeah. Hope, hoping you get your own Netflix show. I say, <laughs> instead of like, peace be with you, I'm like, I hope you get a Netflix show. Yeah. <laughs> we should no, all have it. It's, thank it's you nice. so much for coming on, Ryan. And, uh, you know, Thanks, thank man. you for kind of taking us through the journey of, you know, your, your, your uh, interning days to your concept to uh, just, you know, shooting the shit with Jeff Ross and a bunch of comedians about how to make fun of dead people. <laughs> it was Thanks, awesome dude. to hear. And yeah, we appreciate your time. And, uh, you know, is there any places you'd like to plug as far as like, uh, Instagram, Twitter for like the shows or things like oh, that. Yeah, find me at Ryan Pig uh, everywhere except Instagram. It's it's I mean it's Ryan Pig with two G's everywhere except for Instagram. It's just one G because some motherfucker, <laughs> some motherfucker started an account Ryan Pig with two G's and didn't post any pictures to this day. Oh, you're not I'll, better. I will find you other Ryan Pig, <laughs> and I will take my account back. <laughs> <laughs> well once you it get verified me, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, once I get verified, I'll get my I'll get my other G back. <laughs> I'll finally have two G's. Only two G's. Alright, great. Well yeah, uh any anything else you want to plug before we sign off here? Uh God. <laughs> God. Check him out, he's everywhere. No, I got nothing. <laughs> thanks uh Yeah, thanks again, there. Ryan. And uh <laughs> you know, I I guess I'll say uh, peace be with you and I hope you get another Netflix show with you. Peace be with you and I hope you get a Netflix show. <laughs> All right.